Hello, and welcome back to Conversations with Claire. Today, my guest is Dom Fusco. Did I say it appropriately? Close. Oh, dang. Fusco. Fusco. But if you ask the true Italians, they'll say Fusco. So, oh. yeah, you're not you're not technically wrong. It depends what part of the what part of the country, what part of the world you're talking to. <laughs> and I, you know, what's funny is before you came over, I actually looked up to make sure because it could have been Dominic, which that's correct. That's my full name. Correct. Dominic. Or it could have been Dominique. And I was like, gosh, can you imagine if yeah. I'd have done the... Mm. Anyway, so it's Dominic It's Fusco. Fusco. Yes. Great. So Dominique is more of a girl, of a girl's name. But, right. But they'll do Dominico. So like my uncles, who's like, my great uncle who's like super tiny, sees me, he goes, hey, Dominico. It's not my full name. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of people, a lot of Italians, they're... Dominico, but they'll go by Dominic and then shorten it to Dom. So, okay. So yours is just Dominic, shortened just to Dominic. Dom. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you are the host of Pure Ambition Podcast. You are how old are you? I am soon to be twenty-five. Thank you. I knew you were less than twenty-five, and you are a cardiac arrest survivor, which that happened last year, and that's like a weird badge of honor. Like I'm, I'm like sorry, but also you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still here. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get into that later. That just happened last year. You are also the co-founder of Upspace. Is that the appropriate? Co-founder of Upspace. And let's see, future circle events. Or I'm sorry, full, full cir circle events. There you go, full circle events. You'll yes. be doing some things. I'll be doing some things. Yeah, and between platforms, you're over 100K in followers. So that's cool. It's weird to hear all that stuff back, you know? It's yeah. Like, oh, wow, yeah. There's a lot of things going on, but yeah. um, it also just takes me back to, wow, all of the steps and like the, the timeline and the sequence of events to get here onto your couch in your living room and hear those things. It has been a multi, multi, multi-year journey, almost a four-year journey of growth and this self-discovery. Mm-hmm. When I started it, I was 21 years old in my mom's house dealing with a horrendous back injury, drinking with my friends via Zoom and just anxious about I'm about to go into my senior year of college and I have no idea what I want to do. So it's just very, very interesting to like relive the past couple of years just from the words that you spoke right there. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into some more details of that. But I love your, that that bird's eye view. And it is cool to know, because of course I have a lot of curiosity about you. We've gotten to have one other at length conversation and the roles were reversed. It was for your podcast. So I did not interview you. So now this is going to be my opportunity to learn more about you than I have before. And so some of that is new information to me. And... Yeah, I just, I have a lot of questions. I think it's also really, really cool that that sounds like a three-year span of time, three to four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, almost almost four at this point. Which, 20, 2020, yeah. at this age in life, is like a, a lot of time. And yet, in lifespan, is kind of a blip. So you've done a lot in a very short period of time, even though day in, day out, it's probably felt like anything but that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's – man, I'm just reliving these past couple of years. It's so crazy, and it literally is just like an everyday thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's every single day waking up, asking myself, how can I be better than I was yesterday? And people probably hear this all the time. We were just talking about like personal development, self-help books, and how you get – you can like – get all I, I got like self-helped out i was like i don't want to read another i was like i don't want to read any more uh books i don't want to listen to any more podcasts i was mm -hmm. like because at a certain point you just n know what you need to do you like, know what that there's a name for that that i quite enjoy it's called mental masturbation mental masturbation i have heard that yeah yeah and I, that's just what that makes me yeah. think of because i have to check myself today and go mm -hmm. am i doing that do i need to do some action yes 100 percent, and there's been so many ups and downs. There's been so many peaks and valleys. And I was creating content online. I started it just as like a podcast 
page and I was just posting clips that I created on iMovie and like in shot um, during COVID when I was interviewing random people I would meet on the internet and um, posting them. I never like the inf- the whole influencer thing really wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And like there weren't even reels back in 2020. It was like IGTV and all these other things. So I never expected or like wanted to like be a creator or be an influencer. I actually wanted to be a broadcaster. I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I did lacrosse games and basketball games when I was in college because I played football in the fall. So then in the winter, I would do basketball games. And in the spring, I would do lacrosse games. Okay. And I loved that. That was like me like being on the mic and I was doing post-game interviews and I was uh, helping produce the games and I really, really enjoyed that. But I was an international business and economics major. Was, I went to a small liberal arts school in Pennsylvania. We didn't have like, uh, you know, I mean, you could minor in like film and like video production and, and all this stuff, but like we didn't have like a we didn't have like a film school. It was like, you know, liberal arts. You take a lot of different courses. And I actually never took a video editing or a production class in college at all because uh, I didn't really get into this whole thing until my end of my junior year in, into my senior year. And so everything I, I taught myself how to edit. I taught myself how to shoot. I taught myself pretty much. How, you, you can learn anything through YouTube mm-hmm. and just like trying things and mm-hmm. failing and um, continuing to move forward, but it's uh, it kind of just makes me laugh and smile just thinking about all the time that I've spent just like fiddling around on my laptop trying to figure out how to how to do things, and that's just that's just life. It's like you have to be willing to just fiddle with it, you know, and try things, fail, make mistakes, but ultimately just keep moving forward. It's and it's applicable to so many things in in life, but. Yeah, just just reflecting on these past couple of years, it has literally just been there's not like a single day where I didn't wake up and was like, I want to be a better version of myself than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to become one if you don't first have that self-awareness and desire. Like I there's more like I want more. I want more out of this life. I want more out of this human experience. Like if you don't think that way then you're not going to ascend to that state. Mm-hmm. One, I love the term fiddle with it, as opposed to I hear a lot of times, and even I will say, you know, to iterate as far as when it comes to the progr- the progression of your content creation or whatever, whatever it is in life, iterating on it in order to improve, you know. Um, I like the fiddle with because oftentimes – I don't know, but what you're doing now and what you want to do with your journey through all of this has probably changed potentially dramatically from when you began. And so I love the fiddle with because it's relatable for me of when I started to create, like I was just having, I was messing around, you know, and then all of a sudden it begins to open up doors. I do want to take it back. So the, because I think there are some unique things about you. One is the age that you are and what you are doing currently is abnormal. I don't think it's inaccessible to others. I just think it's uncommon. And so I commend you for it. And I hope that you do like take moments to sit in the like, I am actually proud of this and I want to continue to work hard, but I am actually proud of this. But I do want to kind of get a better picture of what was also childhood like. Like, did you have a figure, a role model that that modeled you? How did you know? Because I suppose it's uh, to think I want to be better than I was yesterday. Maybe somewhere within most of us that exists somewhere. But uh, belief in self is a thing a lot of people struggle with. And I, I think you believe in yourself. And so where did that come into play? What was it like growing up? Was there a dad that told you, you know, what was that like? Yeah, so I love how you started there. Um, I think that says a lot about you and your knowledge of like the human psyche and Mm. just, I don't want to say like character progression (laughs) because we're not, I mean, it's kind of our characters, but like just development of of ourselves and so I am the oldest of four kids and 
my parents growing up, I love both of my parents dearly, but they never got along and it was not a pleasant household really like ever. Like in my whole childhood, I don't ever remember my parents. I, like, I don't ever remember a day where like they were just like happy to see each other or didn't argue. And for me, it was like, okay, like dad's home. But then like, well, mom comes home and like comes in the door, like I'm going to go out and play basketball mm. or I'm going to go like play wiffle ball. Or I'm going to do something outside. I'm going to go ride my skateboard because I don't want to be in the room with like conflict. So like there's always been, there, not always, but like there had been, and, I, and I've like started to recognize this now, like there were patterns of like avoiding conflict at certain times where I was just like, wouldn't say anything. I would push things under the rug and I would get like really frustrated. Like I cried a lot as a kid mm-hmm. um, because I feel like there was just stuff that I was holding on to that I didn't know how to release. And my way of like escaping was through sports, through physical activity, or like I always wanted to go and sleep over at friend's house and like hang out with, hang out with friends. And I never wanted to be home. I never wanted to have people over to my I never wanted to like have friends over to my house because I was like afraid or like would be embarrassed yeah um by that but I again I am so grateful for my childhood because one my mom brought me up in faith and while it was never something that I was like all into we were talking about like, you know, reconditioning the mind, reconditioning the brain, like before we started recording and just having that instilled in me and like all those days of going to church and Sunday school and all the things that I didn't want to be there. It like instilled in me later on in life that when you have that, when you have that spiritual connection, Mm -hmm. when you have that faith, it's, it's, it's powerful and it can help you, along on your journey when you feel helpless or you feel like you need somebody or something to reach out to or just, you know, talk to and and just know that there is somebody, there is something, there's some, something greater than us that is out there um, watching over us and protecting us and guiding us. Yeah. So from there there were a lot of other things that I won't go super in depth with, but my parents ended up getting divorced when I was in like eighth grade, I think. And that was, it's a very developmental. It was really, really hard, but looking back on it, if that never happened, the events that transpired after that, I would not be here sitting on this couch with you. Like every, I can trace back to like where I'm at now and everything traces back to that moment where my parents decided to split up and go their separate ways. And like what happened from there was like led me on this path. It was like, okay, yes, struggled. We were already struggling financially, like growing up. And then it was even more so after my parents got split up. And so mm-hmm. like, I always was working. Like I always had a job. Like we got in high school. Like I only played one sport because I was working in the other seat in the other seasons of life Mm -hmm. um so i could save up and buy a car and pay for gas and Mm -hmm. hang out with friends and buy my football cleats and um gloves and and do the things that i wanted to do it taught me a very big sense of independence which i'm so grateful for yeah like i knew like i transferred to transferred to a catholic school my junior year of high school my mom had ended up getting remarried um when she, when I was like a sophomore in high school. And so it gave me the opportunity to go to another school because the school that I was going to just wasn't the people that were there and the things that I was doing just wasn't serving me. Like I love those people dearly, but they weren't, I, I knew that again, like I knew that there was more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got the opportunity to go there. That ultimately gave me the opportunity to play football in college at a really, really good school that I didn't even know existed until my stepdad at the time was an alma mater there. And so I was able to get in and I was able to play there. And 
the connections that I made there ultimately led me to what I'm doing now. Like it all just, it all traces back to then. Whereas I had this like, why me victim mindset mentality back then. But now looking, connecting the dots backwards is like, wow, like it was all part of the plan. It's mm -hmm. all gotten me to where I am today. So it's really reconditioned me to, to realize that when things don't go my way, when I have setbacks, letdowns, negativity, hardships, hard times, my freaking when I almost died last year, like it's, it's all just an opportunity to learn, to pivot, to grow and know that with every valley, there is a peak mm -hmm. waiting yeah. on the other end of it. Pain bears beauty in its wake. Mm. That's something that I tell myself when I feel pain. And that makes me feel better. And if I trace back life, which I'm 31 now, I've lived enough years of enough pain to understand that that seems to check. And the other thing that I've learned from my own experience and from observation of others who I admire is any situation you get a choice. It can be constructive if you let it. You know, this makes me think of a trainer that I work with recently uh, did this collaborative work. They built out programs. They did a number of different things for what they thought was going to be some venture with another partner uh, professionally. And that other individual got enough information from them and then went on ahead forward on their own with what they had received from this trainer, right? And this guy's way more than a trainer, but in this specific role, this is what we're, this is what we're talking about. So, he got left high and dry very recently and was burned by a situation. And yet in the same, I know that I heard about it within the same, I think, week of occurrence. Uh, his demeanor about it was, my values are my values. I will not falter on those. I don't need to drag this. I, don't, I still have no idea who the, you know, uh, I'm going to continue to live within mine and this is going to be just fine. And so it's just so admirable. And what I know about this individual is uh, they're choosing to make something, a situation that another may allow to have turned it into a bad week, a bad month, a bad year. You know, oh, woe is me. I'm the victim. I got screwed over. And then who does that hurt? You and the people that you love. And instead to go within the same week, mm, no, that's a bummer for you. Sorry you behaved that way. I'm going to take and glean from this whatever I can. I'm going to learn from this what I can and allow this to be constructive. It was so obvious to me in that moment, this individual is going to allow this to be an opportunity of constructive gain instead. And, and I mean, we get a choice. We get a choice. So I love that. I love that. Um, it's cool to know a bit more about your background because you don't, you only know the version of someone that's here today. You know, and unless you dig a bit deeper, then you just don't know. So I do, I know that I want to talk to you, gosh, we've got a few different topics and I kind of want to go straight to the, the cardiac arrest thing, but I think I'm going to wait just a moment. So <laughs> you got to stay on the, stay on the line, people stay on the line. Yeah, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. It's crazy. Uh, but I do want to, this is going to be a bit more lighthearted, but I do want to ask you some questions around your content creation bit you've kind of given the okay it started out as a podcast you learned how to do whatever yourself but fear of perception is a very real thing that people deal with and so I admire the the volume of content that you produce I admire your willingness to just continue to iterate through or fiddle whatever we want to call it and so I have curiosity about a few different things about that for you. And I think it's interesting to know that it's actually a three to four year journey, but that's not that, that's not that long ago. So when you started to create any form of content, why did you choose to do it? And what was some of the struggle? Because before people are bought into you doing anything worthwhile, they're typically judging you. And do you remember all of that? Yeah. So why, first question, why did I create, why did I start creating? Yeah. Because there had always been this feeling in my gut and my heart that I had kind of sheltered away 
that I wanted to be a creator, that I wanted to create in some way, but I didn't know what that was. Like I always, I loved watching YouTube. I loved listening to podcasts. I loved the idea. I thought it was so cool that people were able to do these things, but I never thought that I would be able to do them myself because I lived with this scarcity mindset. I was living in the past of, oh, like, my, we don't have enough money. Like I never, I, I could never afford a camera. I could never afford a microphone. Like all, all this, all this stupid stuff that I was telling myself. Uh-huh. But it really, in reality, it was just, it was scary. It was the unknown. I didn't have anybody. Like you, you, you mentioned in the beginning. Like, did you have that figure? Did you have that person that you looked up to that really, you know, contributed to all that? And it was like, no, I didn't. Like, mm-hmm. it was always I, I, I was I learned a lot of independence. And my mom, who's now an entrepreneur who has a thriving um, business, which she started right at the same time that like I started creating during the pandemic, I saw her after like, you know, 20 years of just struggling, ultimately like decide to take a risk and bet on herself. And now she's like 50 years old and absolutely thriving like she sent me a long message yesterday after her physical that she had and she was like the last she's like the last time she was there she was like on an antidepressant she was taking this she was taking that she was 17 pounds heavier and now she's like the best healthiest she's ever been she's sober like all these things and so like i saw her doing that and that like kick-started that really was for me like okay i see my mom doing it she's made no excuses she's at the time like you know 47 Mm -hmm. and you know her like life 2.0 is starting and for me i was like i had this like uh download from the universe of like if you're if you don't do this now you're never going to get the opportunity to do it when else ever again in history is is the world just going to shut down and it was the the way that i looked at it i was like there are people who are going to capitalize on this Mm -hmm. and there are people who are going to just binge watch Netflix their way through this and don't get me wrong I definitely watched my fair share of Netflix (laughs) but I also did something that in my mind I was like all right what's the worst that happens like I start this and then in a couple weeks things go back to normal and I just go back to my normal life it was just like kind of like a hobby but as soon as I started it I was like oh wow like I got invigorated by it the first podcast conversation that I had I had no idea what I was doing. No idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. My first podcast guest actually was the founder of the company that I'm going to raise money for in Mount Kilimanjaro next really? month. Really? Yeah. Um, which is really, really cool to look back on. Yeah, full circle. Yeah. Uh, might have to record a podcast in, in Tanzania if I can swing the equipment. But yeah, um, yeah so I, I started creating because as soon as I got a taste of it, I was so fulfilled and I created for like two and a half years before I saw any sort of traction. Like we were talking about your friend who's at like 270,000 followers who has like been creating for less than a year. 13 months. 13 months. (laughs) I was telling you my friend who's been creating for like four months and he's already at like a hundred thousand followers and quit his full-time job as a CPA and like, I didn't have that, you know, like I did the, not have that. This is such a testament to the only full, full, sh- like sure way to fail is to stop. Right. And, and a pretty good solid option to be successful is to just keep going. To just keep going. Yeah. Like when I started this, it was a friend of mine who kept telling me, he's like, dude, he was creating content online around like uh, buying and selling sneakers. And I was like, he was like, dude, you crush it on the mic at the games like you look so comfortable you look like you really enjoy it like why don't you just give it a shot like start a youtube channel start a um, podcast just start creating on instagram you know go like go for it and i was like yeah i don't know maybe at some point but then during like covid again like there was that moment where i i looked at myself in the mirror after being hung over in my own house and i was like I'm done. Like I'm done with this. I am so done with this. Mm -hmm. And from there I was like, okay, first thing I need to do is get my health in order. And that was like, again, I was a college athlete, but I had gotten so like it was, I wasn't healthy Mm -hmm. and I was 
like again, I had a really bad back injury. I was going to physical therapy, but I wasn't really taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. So I started going down the rabbit holes of like fit, you know, fitness, nutrition, mindset, breath work, like all the things. And I started applying them to my life and I was like, whoa, this is cool. And so I started sharing some of that. Uh, but again, it was still mostly like me just sharing a lot of podcast mm-hmm. content. Mm-hmm. And it was just an opportunity for me to interview anybody. It was like artists, comedians, coaches, trainers, entrepreneurs, like anybody and everybody who I thought had a unique story. And the first year I did a podcast every single week and it was just kind of filtering out like, okay, what what were the conversations that I really enjoyed having? What do I want to dive deeper into? Mm -hmm. And then after a year I was able to be like, okay, I really want to do something in health and wellness. And the next stage of life happened was I got really healthy and I took a gap semester. I got my personal training and nutrition coaching certifications while in my gap semester off. And then I went back and finished a semester late, played football and was like starting my business, doing training and coaching um, in the meantime. And then I graduated graduated college and I was like like this is awesome and in that time I was my content was like football content so I was doing like day in the life of a d3 football player mm-hmm. like everything I eat in a day like how to get recruited like I was doing all this kind of stuff and I was mm-hmm. sharing some of my training and things like that but then after I graduated it was like right back to okay like what do I do now who am I what am I doing um yeah so to, to ultimately wrap up that question was like I got that taste of it Mm -hmm. and I was like, I don't know what exactly this is going to be, but I'm going to keep chasing it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, did you have friends like, cause, cause I think one of the huge, huge struggles that when you speak to people, I speak to people all the time that this is the case for, and I would imagine it's potentially true for you as well. When you're identified as a creator, people have a tendency to ask you about that And often it comes from a place of their own desire to do the same for some reason. So of course you're some years in and you probably have some thoughts about that. And you talk to me on one day and I might say something. Then another day I might say something else about how, like, are you ready to deal with the repercussions? (laughs) But yet, obviously I would still, we're still doing it. Right. So it's worthwhile. I do remember those early days before there was any proof of concept to anyone else and everyone immediately around me is like, what is she doing? She's an idiot. And, and I mean, to the extent of being filmed while I'm filming self and it being put in group chats and I knew about it and like my surroundings were mocking me and it was, no, this is worth it for me. So I'm just going to do Like I was desperate enough to do it that I did it anyway do you remember, did you have friends mocking you? And if so, why did you keep going? Yeah, it would be the swiping up on my story, my friends being like, what are you doing? Or just like even something like as subtle as like a laughing, crying face, like when I would post something. Yeah. That I didn't even have to say, again, they don't even have to say any words. It's like yeah. one, yeah, you know, one, one emoji can like throw you, throw your whole, whole mood and demeanor off. Um, I mean, even until like somewhat recently, like some of my family members are like, like are you ever going to get a real job? Are you ever going to do this? Or, and, and I'm like, like do you, how many times do I have to try to, ex- it, it's so hard to explain like sure. what I do and what I'm, not even what I do, but like what I am, like who I am and what I'm like, the mission that I'm on. Mm -hmm. I don't see it just as like the work that I do. I see it. as like, it's part of my mission. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see life like that, it's way more exciting when you, when when you think of it like that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's the, I, I can't pinpoint anything like super specific, but there had just been those little like, um, like just knowing that people are talking behind my back. Um, and then like suddenly I'm not getting invited to go to as many things or hang out with this group of people or kind of just like feeling like all my own and, and isolated. And it was like, okay, the people that I'm 
like think are like my best friends, the people I talk to every day are people that I've never met in person. Mm-hmm. And the people that were in my life, like, I don't know, maybe it was out of some sort of jealousy or maybe it was like them being, having some sort of judgment as like, oh, maybe like, oh, I think I'm, he thinks he's too cool for us, you know, like looking mm. at him trying to be a creator, be an influencer or whatnot. And it's alienating. You know, it's, it's confusing. Alienating. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's okay. I think it's so, so okay for what you choose to do to not make sense to anyone else. In fact, that might be a really good indicator that you're on to something, mm. you know, like if everybody, oh, this is great because you've even pitched me before. And if everybody in the room, like you've pitched me for your upspace stuff, you know, and in that moment, it's like if everybody in the room just completely like, like we should question like, yo, you're kind of like thinking big, bro. You know, like that's a good sign. Uh, you'll probably get some cool stuff done. Mm-hmm. So I think... I've got one more question about the creator stuff and then I want to move on from there. And so in regards to the creator stuff, obviously the choice was I'm just going to continue to do it anyway, even though I'm experiencing this type of adversity at this time, this is still a worthwhile endeavor choosing to do it. Uh, What does your creative flow look like? So that's more current time, but you do produce regularly and at scale. You do two podcasts per week. Plus, I don't know how frequently you're posting necessarily story feed, et cetera. But what does your creative flow look like right now? And then for someone who is a bit more element, like a bit earlier in their journey, like is there a recommendation that you would give to that individual? Mm. Yeah, I want to start with the latter there. I want to start with like the recommendation, just having something that you can commit to consistently for a certain period of time. And then you can go from you can go and grow from there so if it's like this month i'm gonna post four videos one per week i'm gonna post like three stories each week so if it's like you know 12 stories and four posts and you're consistent with that for four weeks all right sweet like what can you do to raise that like atomic habits james clear talks about like you know, 4% increase of like what you typically do is going to get you outside of the comfort zone. That's going to challenge you enough, Mm -hmm. but not to the point where you're going to quit doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think of it like progressive overload too, like in running or lifting is like five to 10% volume each week increase. So it's like, again, pick, pick something that you can commit to and do it. Like I did this thing called 90 days of growth in 2022 as a way of like, I was so frustrated. I was so lost. I was so anxious every day because I didn't know, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know where I wanted to go as Mm. a creator. I didn't know if I wanted to keep going on this coaching and training business. I didn't know if I wanted to join this startup and become a co-founder of that and really just go in all all in on that. Spoiler alert. I did. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, it was like every day I'm going to make a vlog for 90 days. And there it was, there were days where I certainly did not want to make a, did not want to make a vlog. Even like the day of my graduation where like I had gotten no sleep and I was documenting everything like, and I still managed to like edit everything and, and produce it. And it was really, really challenging, but I learned so much mm-hmm. and it kind of kickstarted my creative journey because I was kind of inconsistent up into that point. It was like, oh, I would post every day for like a month and then I would post like twice a week for a couple of weeks and I just wasn't super consistent with it. Mm-hmm. And for me that from that day, from that day on, I could probably count on my hand the number of days where I didn't post something. Yep. And I think. Most of them were probably when I was in the hospital. Um, But since then, you know, two years of posting every single day across multiple platforms, like you just make it a habit. You build the muscle for it. So I sit down every week and I take a look at my content calendar that I use on Notion. And I will like kind of take a look at all right, what, have some of the, what are some of the posts that have been working well for me? What are some of the different styles? 
I have like a little, I have like an ideas like tab of just like things when they come to like little sparks of inspiration. Um, like the one we filmed together. Yeah, it was so yes, funny. That was so funny. That was so clever on your part. To this day, one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite videos. That was so funny. Yeah, you did do great. Um, we both did. That was awesome. We should just repost that. We should just repost yeah. that. Um, or recreate it. Yeah, yeah either one. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll do like, maybe we'll do revert, roles reversed. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I'll put you through something. <laughs> yeah, you put me through the workout and I'm just sitting there just like, yeah. this is it. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> But if it's the reversal, anyway, yeah. that's a joke. I'm sure your workouts are hard. I'm sure if I went for a run for you with you, I'd be like, I'm gonna die. Anyway, um, so now what it looks like is like I, I look at my content calendar and I planned it out. So I put it on the calendar so I can see on a given week which post is going to go out which day. Mm -hmm. um, if I have like a sponsored post, like a collaboration post that I'm doing with a brand or something like that, um, I make sure to try to like space them out. Whereas like, I'm not posting multiple in a day. Usually I'm posting a podcast clip on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, so then like, it's really, some days I'll post twice a day. Mm -hmm. Like yesterday I did, I posted twice. Um, but like Tuesday I posted just a still picture. I didn't post a reel. Um, but it really, it really depends. Like I'm, I'm like, no matter what, like I'm posting once per day. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like that's something, that I know is still like challenging for me because I put a lot of effort into these videos. Mm -hmm. Whereas I've tried to do like commit to like doing two a day for a certain period of time. And it's just like, okay, like I, I, I just wasn't doing it. So it's like, okay, back to one. And then I'm like, if I can get one to two other posts on top of it, if I can get like seven to 10 reels slash posts out per week, cross post them on TikTok, YouTube shorts. Awesome. And then, I mean, I'm now at a point where I've like hired like editors. So like I, every podcast episode, I have three reels that I have an editor create for me. And so there, I have a podcast page as well. So like there, those reels are going out on that. Like Thursdays, I'm collaborating with the guests who I had on. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also get like four two to like 10 minute clips from the podcast episode. Like, you know, just like the, the really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I'll post them on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. So I've started to develop a system where I'm putting out a lot of content each week, but I'm also putting in a lot of effort. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, what people don't see is me on my computer until midnight on a Friday night where I'm staying in. And then I'm still getting up early the next day to film or edit or go collaborate or do something mm -hmm. like you have to make those, you know, Andy Frisella doesn't like to call them sacrifices that he calls them investments. Mm -hmm. Like you have to make those investments in order to see growth. And again, like, yeah, that, that was a, a legitimate like case. It was like Saturday night. I got invited to something and I was like, I have these like things that I've committed to, like I have to have these content briefs in like by the end of the, the weekend. And if I, I haven't even started to outline them, like if I don't do it now. Like yeah. it's not going to get done. So yeah. for me, it's like, well, and I think it's yeah, cool I'm dancing around it, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of iteration. Right. <laughs> what it sounds like is something more simple up front. And you're now, let's keep in mind that three to four years in. Yeah. So of course that volume it's it's a lot because you've been, iterating uh so it's a lot less egregious i think for for you know when i started i remember the encouragement to post talking on my story once a day yeah. and it was like nobody nobody cares i i don't think anybody cares you know i don't have anything to say every day and then you go ahead and choose to do it i chose to take that suggestion and do it and uh well you sure is find something to say and it's cool. And then it just becomes easier. And so this becomes easier over time. Your creative mind for content is flowing at scale at this point because you started to flex it in the beginning and say, I'm just going to do three a week, yep. you know? And so you choose wherever your start point is and know that as you continue to just uphold that smaller commitment, you then get the opportunity to do it with more ease. And then that frees up more energy to do more. Absolutely. And that does not happen 
overnight. Absolutely. So, okay. I want to move on now to your, bro, you went into cardiac arrest. Like, it's a big deal. So you moved to Austin last year, which was already a big move for you, which I just commend you for doing because you did that solo. Uh, and we could spend more time there, but I'm, I want to go straight to this because this is a big deal. You're young. You're in great shape. You're in like the best shape of your life and you're out running with some buddies and you collapse. True story. What happened? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, even before that, like I got today, this morning, I got a treadmill test done. I did a stress test where they hooked me up, you know, bunch of little thingies, stickies, stickies yeah. all over my stomach <laughs> and all over my chest. Yeah. And funny, I was like, do you mind if I film this? They're like, you can't, you can't film this. And I was, <laughs> I was like, why? And they're like, HIPAA. And I was like, whatever. So I was really pissed that I couldn't film it, but either way. Sometimes um, you just don't ask for permission. Yeah. You just start filming. Well, I came in and I started filming. He was like, well, what are you doing? I was uh, like, oh, you mind if I film this? He's like, no, you can't do that. Uh, whatever. Um, so. I'm the patient. I consent. <laughs> yeah, anyway, right. yeah. Okay. So e- either way, um, my heart is good. It's strong. About five months post-cardiac arrest at this point. Awesome. And the guy giving my stress, he was like, dude, like you're – like he's like he's like you look good. He's like once they, it was done. He's like your heart rate's already back down like to in the seventies, sixties, and whatever. So it was good. It was good news. And I say that to say I I I don't know why this why it happened. Like there, I still can't say I had cardiac arrest because this. Like I got I've done a ton of tests. Last week I went back for an echocardiogram. Heart looks good. Went for a stress test today. Everything looks good. So I was out running with my friends on the track. Not something I'm unfamiliar to, but granted, there's a lot of other factors that went into play. Like, yes, it was Austin in August. It was very hot, Um, but I'm an experienced runner. I do it a ton. And while I hadn't done a timed mile, that's what we were doing. We were doing timed miles. Well, I hadn't done that in a long time. It was just, you know, you run fast for right around five minutes and, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, 6.35 if you're me, don't. Yeah. don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair. Um, I ran the mile 5.15, which pretty solid. Yeah, um, congratulations. I, I, was, I, was, I was shooting for five, but it's all right. We'll take it. Uh, Got to come back for redemption at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it wasn't like a lot of cardiac arrests you hear of like, oh, somebody's running down the court on a basketball court and they'll just drop or they're like dancing in a club and then they'll just like drop. Like that wasn't what happened to me. It was like I finished the mile and then it was like five to ten minutes after I had finished the mile where my friends had come over and like I still couldn't catch my breath. I still couldn't bring my heart rate down. I was struggling. I was like kind of like looking kind of woozy. And then um, they came over and then that's when I, like, I dropped to my hands and knees. And there was a firefighter like by the grace of God that just happened to be on the track that day. Wow. And they were like trying to like communicate with me and I wasn't like I wasn't able to talk. I wasn't able to get words out. And then like, do you I, remember this? Not at all. Okay. I don't remember anything besides like starting my watch and then starting to run. And other than that, I don't remember anything. And so being what they told me is like, then I, I passed out, like I dropped, passed out and they called the ambulance. Uh, but then like kind of very soon after I like popped up and I was like coherent again, like heart rate was back to normal. Like I was talking and I was like, Oh, like, no, don't call the ambulance. Like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling. Do you remember that? No, not at all. Nothing. And then luckily they didn't listen to me because a couple of moments later I went down again. And this time I seizured out, like convulsed, went purple, like completely was flatlined dead for 90 seconds. Gosh. And my buddy Gus, who was there, and the firefighter started doing CPR on me immediately while my other friend called the ambulance. The other, you know, the other friend was like, you know, 
what what do I do? Turns like pouring water on me. And the other one who was like, apparently he had done CPR before to try to save somebody's life. And, and they, unfortunately they didn't make it. And so he was like, kind of just like went into like shock mode. Yeah. But the ambulance got there. They were able to get my pulse back through CPR. Thank God. Cause you have, when you go to cardiac arrest, like again, like I was flatlined dead for 90 seconds any longer than like two minutes and there's one i mean if you go into cardiac arrest you only have a 10 percent chance to live yeah like 90 percent of people who go into cardiac arrest die and of that 10 percent who survive an even smaller percentage walks away with no brain damage i was gonna say brain damage yeah and i'm sitting here with you less than six months out and like i'm about to climb mount kilimanjaro next month like I'm back. I'm running. I'm lifting. I'm being very smart about it. I've, I have. Today was the first day I got my heart rate up above like 160 um, on the treadmill test, mm-hmm. and that was kind of just like validation for me. Like I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. Like I'm back. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like they still don't know what happened to me. Maybe one day they'll find out. Maybe they won't, but it's for me, it's less about less thinking about why it happened and more thinking about like, okay, what do I, where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. And it's like my rebirth is like Dom 2.0. And every day I wake up with this immense feeling of gratitude that I get to do what I do. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I wake up every day and I'm freaking. Yeah. You know, super jolly and happy. No, no, I love my warm bed at at 6 a.m. Yeah. And I don't want to get out of it. But once I get up and I and I start to get moving, I start to like come to I'm like, wow, like life is such a gift. Mm -hmm. And I get to do the things that I do. I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And it has just been such a perspective shift and I look at my life now and it's like, wow, I would not be who I am. I would not be on the path and the trajectory that I'm on mm-hmm. had that not happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I would never wish on anybody. It's something that I would never ask for again, but it's also something that I would never trade for the world. Mm-hmm. If you could summarize what has changed about your disposition, you did just say, I feel gratitude and purpose, or I'm I'm driven. Uh, you were driven before. Is there anything else that you think you did walk away from this with, from an awareness perspective? Yeah, I think there's two things. I think the first, not I think, and the first is we shouldn't fear death. We spend so much time focusing on the little things in life, like our daily to-do list. And again, I'm guilty of this and I got to catch myself every day. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. I got to go to the grocery store and then I got to do laundry and then I got to clean the house and then I got to um, cook and then I got to work out and then I got to do all these things. At the end of the day, like we could be, we could, could all be gone tomorrow, like legitimately. And if, tomorrow was my last day or today was my last day on earth. Like how would I want to spend it? Mm -hmm. You know? So I think death is that one thing. It's the only thing in life that is guaranteed. Once we're born, the only thing Mm -hmm. in life that we're guaranteed is dying. Mm -hmm. And I think we should spend more time thinking about that, meditating on that and talking about that and preparing for that. Like it, like it's the end of a race. Like it's the, like, it's like, how do you want to, how do you want to run the race? Like, do you want to just limp your way through it? Or do you want to like get to the end of it and be super freaking proud Mm -hmm. of what you did? Mm -hmm. So I don't fear death because now my, my spirituality has been strengthened so much too. And like, I know that I just, I know that there's something there's, there's life beyond what we have here. And that for me changes the way that I think the way that I live, the way that I act on a given 
day because mm-hmm. it's also made it a lot easier to resist like the temptations of the things that I know are not serving me that I know are not you know pleasing to God and I'm able to like turn away from those things more because I now look at it as like I am so lucky to be living this life mm-hmm. why would I spend it doing anything other than trying to leave as much of an impact as I possibly could mm-hmm. there's a lot of darkness out there in this world but there's a lot of potential for light as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to radiate as much light as I possibly can and use this as use this as a testimony to show that, you know, when things are going to happen to us that we have no control over, it's not about living in the past. It's about how do we react? How do we respond to that? Mm -hmm. And how do we, reframe our minds to like look at this life as something that is such a such a gift yeah and that is the biggest thing is like i i now see life as this precious precious thing Mm -hmm. and i also see that nothing in this life really matters yet it matters like so much at the same time you know like we are a speck of dust in the grand scheme of things but we also have the potential to make such an effect make such ripples in this world so it's like go at it with this mentality of like none of this really matters but like at the same time like i owe it to others to share like what i my unique gifts and what i have to offer to the world yeah Tenacity has been coming up for Mm -hmm. me. And when you feel like you actually do have something you want to say or something that you want to do, you feel like you can help others in some way. Uh, Or even if it just stems from, I just need to help myself, you know, whatever it is to act upon that with tenacity. We just attended an event together, the Forever Strong Summit over this past weekend, which we spoke afterwards. So I may be just kind of repeating myself a bit here, but one of the big takeaways for me there, which was pretty profound for me, I'm going to have, I think I'll continue to speak publicly at more depth about the events surrounding this weekend, the adversity that I faced that I'm not even ready to really share on just yet during that weekend and how I could show up there in the capacity that I was able to. Um, that's a different, that's a different version of me and that's spiritual by the way. (laughs) Uh, Very cool. I'll unpack more of that at a later time. But uh, what that did do, all of these professionals stepped up on this stage and they shared information. They are thought leaders. And what it did do for me was affirmation that, like, I already knew their work. You know, every one of them. Like, oh, you're not telling me new information. It's, It's amazing information. I'm so grateful they do the work that they do and share it with us. And yet I've already studied it all, you know? And so for me choosing to be in this health world, it was incredibly affirming to me that this is the right place to be and that you're doing the right things. And so then what I walked away from that with, thanks to all of the mindset and whatnot stuff that we just experienced was tenacity. You owe it, like you said, you owe it to this world, to yourself, to not sit on it. One of the things that I love that a coworker of mine said on this podcast not that long ago, over, he works over on it. He, he's, he's a very direct communicator. And, and in, in regards to speaking to others about like, if you could say anything to him, what would you say? And he just was like, you're running out of time. You are running out of time. And you are peeing on the page is what he said. And it was like, woof, you know, I mean, if if you're not used to talking to people like that, it's like, whoa, bro. But it was so profound because it's true. I just think about all of the people who are choosing to live uh, a life lesser than what they're capable of out of fear, out of whatever it is, whatever it is. Uh, and, and so maybe it's just been conditioned. It's just been these patterns that they're not yet aware of. You know, you just want to shake an individual and say, you have the capacity for more. And so there's, if you know that to be true, which you clearly do, then you are doing a disservice to self and to the rest of the world if you do not do everything that you can to share that. 
And so I think it's cool because I think you're doing that. And I, yet again, I'm sorry to keep on harping on the age thing, but I'm just not kidding. I love whenever the sooner you get it, the better. You got more, realistically, you probably potentially have more runway ahead of you. And so go tell everybody about it now. And that's exciting. So I just appreciate your work is what I'm saying. Thank you. And that's another reason like why I continue to create is because I can relate to all of the people who reach out to me saying like, hey, I have this idea to do this thing or like, how do you, how, how can I do this without, you know, falling victim to like the fear of what other people are thinking of me or what my family's going to say about me or my friends. And I just want to create a, a type of content that gives people, I want people to feel hope mm -hmm. when they watch my content. I want mm -hmm. them to feel hope that there's a brighter future ahead for them or that they they can do that thing that's been swelling up in the fire of their gut, you know? Like, this life is what we choose to make of it, and I just, I want my content to emulate that. Yeah. And when people watch it, I want it to be, like, challenging, hopeful, uplifting, entertaining. I think you're doing a really good job of it. I'm excited to watch your journey continue. Okay. Given the time, we're going to round this thing out. There is still so much more that we could talk about because I even have, you know, we had a conversation before we started recording about your approach with the podcast and that's fascinating. Oh my gosh. You have to quickly tell me your, your upcoming adventure. Cause you're going to hike for your, t tell us briefly about that. Yeah. So February 2nd, I will be departing from Austin and it's funny, funny enough, I'm going to land in Tanzania. I'm going to Tanzania. I'm going to land in Tanzania on my 25th birthday, which is that's cool. So, which is so wild. Yep. Um, almost, and then we're going to be climbing Kilimanjaro, myself and 10 others, um, my mom included in one of them, um, which is going to be awesome to be uh, able yeah. to, to do that with her. Um, but j others just, you know, people who have followed me online and it's like, wow, like you believe in, in me and my mission enough to invest a lot of money and time into going halfway across the world and, and climbing a mountain for a week. Um, so we're going to be climbing Mount Kilimanjaro starting February 6th, August 6th was the day that I became conscious in the hospital. My cardiac arrest happened August, August 5th. August 6th was when I came to February 6th, exactly six months after, um, I got, I, I woke up. So it's crazy how that works. Just uh -huh. exactly six months. Uh -huh. Um, we're going to be raising money for an organization called selfless solutions, which is my friend, Pat. He played football at the same college that I did. That's how we got connected. He has this nonprofit that helps raise money to send uh, children in Tanzania to get a private education because the graduation rate of like elementary school is like 58%. The graduation rate of people who go on to high school is like 34%. And they just, unfortunately it's just a very broken system there. And so it gives them an opportunity to get a quality education. And they also um, invest in resources back into local businesses to you know, provide jobs and, and help the economy flourish. So um, I will be, going and I'm currently raising money for that and mm -hmm. I'll be staying in Tanzania for the whole month. So I was like, when else am I going to, when else, when, when else am I going to go to Tanzania? And, um, I'm so blessed that I'm able to create and, um, you know, work on my businesses from wherever. It's definitely gonna be a little bit of a challenge, um, be, being there in Tanzania. However, I'm so grateful for th that. I don't have to be like in a physical office or location and, um, really just immersing myself in the culture there mm -hmm. because I've really gotten the travel bug over the past year. I didn't really travel at all growing up, but I've only left the country once to do a mission trip in Mexico. So like service is a big thing for me and I just want to continue to, to serve and use my platform for good. But yeah, we're going to be um, summoning Mount Kilimanjaro in T minus like 
19 days. Or I was going like to say that. a couple of weeks. Ah, okay. So cool. Okay. That will be in the description for anybody who is curious about it. This will come out before that. And so that'll be wonderful. So if you're consuming this right after it comes out, that means that you still have time gotcha. and you can always go look up the, the cause and so on. But anyway, uh, I will put that in the description. So, Amazing. uh, we're going to round this. We're going to, we're going to land the plane. So what are three things that Dom's grateful for today? Oh, things that i'm grateful for today i'm grateful for the sun honestly like just being down in austin i'm from philly so this time of year is very dreary and i think it snowed six inches yet the other day two days ago and they're getting like eight more tonight and i'm like yeah it's 70 and sunny down here <laughs> um but i'm just very I'm, I'm grateful for the sun i'm grateful that like you know it, it provides me so much like it provides me so much energy and mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful um, that I get to like enjoy this beautiful weather with amazing people. Um, so grateful for the sun. I'm grateful for my mother who is my rock and has been there with me through all the ups and downs of my life and always been just, again, my rock. And then I'm grateful for my faith and my my spirituality because without it I'm nothing every time I try to do things on my own I'm quickly reminded that I can only go so far on my own and having faith has completely changed the trajectory of my life and the way that I think the way that I feel the way that I act and um, helps me you know, spread more love into this world. And ultimately that's just what I'm trying to do. So we'll say the sun, my mom and for my faith. I like it. Three things that I'm grateful for today. I have a client that is getting started with me here in person that I'm so excited. Uh, their goal this year is to lose 80 to a hundred pounds. So I'm very, very excited about the opportunity to work with this person. Each one of my clients, if you work with me, you already know. You're my favorite human. Um, so <laughs> it just is so like, I love it. And so this is a new opportunity for me to come in and each individual does have their own goals. I work with currently in person, mostly like this is a sports specific thing we're working on or whatever. And so this is a new one for me. Um, and to say that I'm a little excited would obviously be an understatement. So grateful for the opportunity to collaborate with that individual on their health. And I am grateful for um, family members that I do have that I can openly share with any loved ones in general, but there, there's an aunt and uncle that I'm specifically referring to that over this past week I've gotten to be open with, uh, and get really vulnerable about some stuff that's really been like, it's a safe space for me to go that these people know how to help me. Mm. And like, that's just incredibly powerful when you can take away the ego and the shame and the whatever else and just show up and go, here's the truth. I think you might know a thing or two about this. What do you have to say? Mm. Um, very grateful that people exist in my life like that, that can do that. And then the third thing that I'll be grateful for is actually just totally the same as yours as, as far as faith goes, because like I talked about with that or with the situation over the weekend, like all of it is, um, if I didn't have a power greater than myself to have a conversation with and ask to lead these feet, uh, the version, like they just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. So I'm grateful for that. So same, same. Okay. Where can they find you, support you? Yes. So you can just look up my name, Dominic Fusco, and pretty much any Fusco, Fusco. Fusco. <laughs> whatever. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, Instagram is probably the best way to connect with me. Pure Ambition Podcast on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, check out the Upspace app. Really, really cool. There's a lot of dope communities centered around health, happiness, and love, um, which I'm really stoked about that. And then if you're in Austin, Denver, LA, or New York, come out to one of the full circle events we're doing. Um, again, just connect with me on Instagram. You'll see everything that's going on. So I really appreciate you for having me here today. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, all right. If you, I will put all of that yet again in the description. So just go there if you want to connect with Tom and 
First off, we just want to thank you. If you're still here, you chose to spend this time. You could spend your time anywhere. And you chose to spend it here with us in this way. And so I know that Dom and I are on the same page that that means a lot to us. So we appreciate you. Let me jump in here. If you're listening to this podcast, if you made it this far, the least that you can do is give Claire a five-star <laughs> rating and review. Oh, thank We're you. not even a review. Just hit the five-star button. It takes two seconds. I know how hard she works. And she <laughs> brings so much passion and energy to this platform and to her work. So if you made it this far, it goes a long way. It's going to help her reach more people. So Hit the freaking five star button, people. <laughs> I love it. I pre- thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, and and then we'll round this thing out with the other thing that I now have to say at the end of an episode every single time because we understand purpose now, which is I have coaching offerings in person and online. And online, I have multiple offerings, multiple tiers of involvement. So you can work with me directly one-on-one. We literally speak to one another on a day-to-day basis. We have calls once weekly. We have options. So there's one-to-one offerings. There's group offerings. There's different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tiers. There's different tiers, but there's also uh challenges. There Ah, we go. There's different challenges that you can participate in with the community. And so there's just a lot going on there. So that will be in the description below as well. But if you feel like you could get something out of having me be your coach for mindset, nutrition, uh, fitness, all of it, it's all available to you there. So I'll throw that in the description below. And we just hope that you choose to have a beautiful day.